0: sermons from an African voice. Uh, I have one. <laughs> so, so here is the funny thing. So when the a word comes to my head, it comes to my head in my first language, TWI, and I'll translate it to the British English, and then I find the equivalent American version as close <laughs> as possible to say it. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm speaking on, this man is my father. And being able to point to a man as your father may not mean a lot to you. If you grew up with your your father around the house, good or bad, he was around, Um, may not mean much. But the kids that grew up without knowing their fathers, being able to say that is a big deal. Because you grow up and you go to school and Boys gather together and they speak about what they did with their fathers in the weekend. Um, Some went for fishing, hunting, and you have nothing to say. Not because you did not do something with your father, but you just don't even know him. It's heartbreaking for children who grow up in such circumstances. And suddenly one day a man comes to the house and you are called and say that this man is your father makes a world of difference. It doesn't matter who he is, his success story or failure story. You just want to belong. You just want to know you also have a father. And you walk out there and can tell the boys that, that man, this man is my father. It makes you proud. I mean, there are many reasons why a father will be separated from the child. Could be early death or divorce or just sheer irresponsibility. As Christians, we also need to be able to point out to God and say that he is my father. Not every religion allows that. Muslims are not able to call God their father because they believe human beings are not worthy enough to be children of God. But Jesus made it clear to us that God is our father. That is why when we are praying, we say, our father. And we need to believe that with a very deep conviction, not just to say that God is our father religiously, but to let that belief transfer into our daily living so that the world around us will know that we really are children of God. And why do Christians uh, get separated from their father, their heavenly father? There are a lot of reasons, but today I want to speak on three from the Bible passages that we read. The Bible says a man had two sons and the younger one took part of his inheritance and went away and squandered it. So in the Jewish culture, if the father dies, double portion of whatever the the man owned goes to the bigger son or the first son and the rest to be shared among the rest of the children. And I think this boy thought that if this brother of mine come to take double portion, I don't know how much will be left for me. Probably this is a good time for me to take my share and go away. So he took it, broke his father's heart, and went away. The story goes on. But the Bible said that he he came to his senses and said, I'll go back to my father and tell him that I'm not worthy to be your son, but take me as one of your slaves, and I'll work for you. So, you you hear in this story, it is the boy that took his properties and left, the boy that squandered his properties, the boy that came to his senses and made up a story to tell the father. It was the boy that went back. And the Bible says that when he was still far off, his father ran towards him and hugged him. In this story, the father never changed. He was still the same father, just as before. The boy went away, and as the boy came back, it was still the same father. His love for him has never changed. His attitude towards him has never changed. It was still the same. It is the very reason why we can trust God, because He never changes. Our actions does not change God's promises to us. Our Setbacks, our backslidings does not change God's attitude towards us. He said he loved us from the beginning and he still do. We can count on that. In theology, we say God is immutable. He never changes. If he was to be changed, I mean, you can't trust any human being to that extent because when we are angry, we may change our minds of the promises we made to you. When the circumstances changes, when inflation goes up, we may make changes to the will. But God does not change his will towards us based on inflations. He is constantly in love with us. So the first wrong thinking was the boy, he said, that, I'm not worthy to be called your son. That is self-condemnation thinking. So he thought, I'm not good to be loved because I have done bad things. I'm not worthy of your love because I have done so many bad things. A lot of people go around thinking that way. This is mostly the thinking of people who are outside the church. They think I don't deserve to be among these good people in the church. Church is for decent people. I am a drug addict, I I, I can't come here. I don't deserve God's love. I have tattoos in my face. I'm not like a Christian. But that is wrong. God is calling drug addicts, God is calling all sorts of people. The, the the parable Jesus used, he said that a man, a king, made a, a banquet and he sent his servant, go to the highways and hedges, call the lame, everybody you can find, bring them that the table is set. God is calling everybody. So we also as Christians and as church people, we have to work on to make our church very welcoming when these people come in. Because there's nothing so painful than to be among people who think that you don't belong there and they are just giving you fake smiles. It is not too difficult for Christians to do that. Sometimes somebody walks in our doors and we think that this person doesn't belong here. The church that I worshipped in, in Ghana, something happened there. There was a man that walked into the church. I was young at the time, but I realized that the man had a little mental problem. But he came looking for help anyways. And during the service, the man danced very energetically. So in African churches, when the music is played, people dance. And this man was dancing, and somebody got pissed. And they went to him, insulted him, and drove him out of the church. The lay leader did that. And that, I mean, the way he was behaving himself was not what we call church behavior. That is what they wanted to put it. And this man left. And so the following Sunday, he didn't come to church. And there's a team that does visitations. They went looking for him. And when they got to his house, he was dead in his house for three days. Our church was the last church he attended seeking help. And we drove him out because he didn't behave churchily. He wasn't behaving himself like the way Christians behave. We could have helped this man, but we did not. So it is not too difficult for us to drive people away. It happens all the time. But God is calling up sorts of people. So this thinking, we need to help them to know that it is not about what they have done. God says he loves them. And he's calling on them and they need to come. And when they come, just as they are, God is ready to embrace them and to make them his children. The second thinking is the self-righteous thinking. That is what the big brother did. He said, Father, I have been with you. I have been a good boy. I have been a good son. I have never disobeyed anything. And I expect you to love me more because I have been good. We do not end God's love because we have been good. Our goodness cannot end us salvation, cannot end us heaven. It's a gift. Apostle Paul said this so many times, that salvation is a gift that we get through faith in Jesus. It is never our good deeds. If we were to count matching our good deeds with our bad deeds, definitely we will fail. So this boy was there thinking of himself to be the best because he has been a good boy. And that is mostly um, religious people thinking that if I do this and do that and do that, come to church often, um, get myself into ministries, then God will love me and save me and send me to heaven. But that is not how it works. We always constantly need to call on God's love and Accept this gift of salvation constantly, not based on our good works. Definitely, good works is okay. <laughs> but that is not what is earning you your salvation. So, I try to compare with this story. There's this movie I watched, Prince of Persia. So, this boy was a street boy. He was a thief, and he was an orphan. And one day, he encountered a king of Persia. And the uh, the, the, the king adopted this boy as a son immediately. When he got into the palace, he was still behaving himself like a street boy who dressed up like a street boy, talk and cares all the time. But nobody said anything. They knew he was from the street. But gradually, he learned to conform into being a prince. He started dressing like a prince, speaking like a prince. And eventually he became better than even those that were actually bloodline of the king himself. So good deeds comes eventually when we become children of God because God brings us to his family and his love and his behavior, we will change. But we shouldn't think that because we are good, then we can end God's salvation. That is the second wrong thinking. And this boy was thinking that He deserved to have a little goat to celebrate with his friends because he has been good. God never said, don't take a goat. His father never denied him little goats, but he was busy being a good boy. that He even missed out having fun as a son in his own father's house. It can happen to us, we are so busy being Christians that we forget that God loves us and we are to bask in His love and His graces every time. We punish ourselves, we are so hard on ourselves when we make little mistakes because we think that that is what is getting us the A for us to pass to heaven. The last one I want to talk about is from this the second lesson that we read from Luke 18 about the blind man. Um, who call out to God for help. The Bible says Jesus was passing by, and this blind man has been sitting there in the dust begging. And he said, what's going on here? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He said, son of David, help me. And the Bible says that the people around shut him down. They, Keep quiet, you dirty blind man. Sit in the dust where you belong and be blind. We have been following Jesus. We we did not get his attention. What makes you think that you sitting on the roadside, he will pay attention to you? I call these the voices of suppression. People around us, the world will tell you that you don't deserve God's love because you don't look like one of the Christians. When I became a Christian, I became a Christian in a very peculiar situation, and The person who sent me to church left. And so everybody around me at the time was thinking my faith was not going to last. So they were waiting for me to get back to my old life. And I felt the weight myself. I felt the weight that was dragging me back to the darkness again every day. So I kept calling out to God, Lord, help me. I can't make this on my own. There were voices around, oh, Charles, oh, we, just give him one month. He's going back again. They were waiting. There are sad voices around. I mean, the voices around wasn't even the worst one. The one that was within my own heart was the worst of all the voices. That kept telling him that, Char- do you think all that you have done, God is going to forget it and just make you his son? No. That is not true. So these voices will keep coming to us. But the Bible said this man did something beautiful. In the midst of this suppression, he shouted all the more, son of David, help me. And Jesus went there to help him. All that God is asking us to do, In I'm concluding my sermon here, he says that it doesn't matter what you have done, who you are, where you are from, your background, he is not looking for that. He just you to come to your senses and make a step towards coming home. And he will run out and hug you. And when these voices are telling you that you don't deserve God's love, he wants you to shout, son of David, help me. And he'll be there to help you. To give you your sight back, give your peace back to you, give your health back to you, restore you to whatever you are asking him to do for you. This man in particular was asking to see again, and Jesus gave him his sight. Whatever you are asking, Jesus is ready to give. If you could, in the midst of these voices, so say, son of David, help me. And he will be there to help you. Amen.